and maintenance in the upstate, specializing in neon, plastic, flex face, channel letter, and LED message signs, Electric City Signs is ready to serve you with the highest level of satisfaction. Have questions? No problem. Their experienced team will see your project through inception to installation. Professional sign services at the best price. It's got to be Electric City Signs and Neon. Visit ElectricCitySigns.com or call 225-5351 today. Go Tigers! It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mark Childress Show, episode number 57. Can you believe it? 57 over the course of two seasons. Really excited to be here with you tonight. If you're listening in your car, if you're listening on the app, on an internet browser, come on over to Facebook. We're the only show in the upstate that is simulcast on Facebook Live. You can go to the Roar's Facebook page. You can also go to the Mark Childress Show's Facebook page. We're in Pronk Studios in Greenville, South Carolina, which is uh, where we do the show up here. You can see what goes on behind the scenes. There'll be all kinds of craziness tonight with multiple people coming in and out. Uh, and you can follow us uh, during the breaks. We keep the mics on and you can always jump in uh, on the Facebook comments as well. It's a great way to get our attention. Northland Communication phone lines are open. If you want to jump in, 864-654-7627. Hour number two, Terrence Oglesby will be here talking basketball. But hour number one, his triumphant return to the Mark yes. Childress Show. Mr. Richmond Weaver. What's going on, man? I'm here. Uh, I'm glad you're I, here. I've made it. Yes, I'm excited. Although, of course, when I sit down and I glance over, see some of your notes, yep. I already see it, you're, you're just ready to pounce on the Dallas Cowboys. I got a lot of stuff. <laughs> I knew We're it, talk I knew it was coming. The, we got to talk Clemson in the first segment. We've got we've to talk <laughs> NFC least yes. uh, among many, many other things. But uh, yeah, yeah, if everybody doesn't know, I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah, I'm a big Washington fan. So we're, we constantly go back and forth on yes. that. But uh, the first thing's first, man. We've got to talk, uh, talk Clemson. What a win last week. And listen, for somebody that spent uh, the better part of two decades down in Atlanta, I went down to Grant Field for, I can remember, three very painful losses. I think I saw them lose at Grant Field four times. Any win down there, and I know things are, have changed significantly yes. since then, but any win down there is a great one. And to do it in the fashion that they did it was very eye-opening. How many years has Georgia Tech been a thorn in Clemson's side? Yeah. And that's what you're referring to, yes. and it's been a long time. And to the point where I don't know if many Clemson fans, relatively new Clemson fans, understand that Clemson trails in this series against Georgia Tech. Yeah, because there was a long significantly, significantly, yes. Yep. And now some of that's back in the you know real early days before mm -hmm. uh, even Clemson was a powerhouse in the '80s. But the same point, I just remember always having a tough time against Georgia Tech. Even yeah. when I was a student, we lost to Georgia Tech my freshman year on homecoming. Like You're not supposed to lose on homecoming, <laughs> no. right? And especially to Georgia Tech. And then you have the situation where, you know, Calvin Johnson beats you, George Godsey beats you, you know, all these games, these nail biters. But I did go to a game at Grant Field, but it was the Woody Dantzler miracle in overtime. Oh, yeah. And that was, a, that was a great win. So that's, yeah. that's my memory of a game at Grant Field. But I grew up in Georgia. And so you either love Georgia 
or hated Georgia Tech or vice versa. Uh, and I just didn't like either one of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> but from a basketball standpoint, I liked North Carolina growing up. And this was in the 80s when you had Mark Price, oh, yeah. you know, John Sally, Bruce mm-hmm. Dalrymple, all of those players. And they were legit. They were a heck of a team back in the day. And so they used to always give me angst because they would beat North Carolina. Yeah. I, uh, I like to give uh, Don Munson the business a little bit on the Tiger Tailgate show. So I'm always talking about how I'm worried. I'm like, how Sahar is down at Grant Field, Don? I mean, you got to be worried. He's like, Mark, come on, you know better than that. You know, we're going to be fine. And uh, and they were fine. They yes. ended up playing great and uh, doing a really good job down there and hanging 73. I mean, they could have scored 100 points. And I feel like that this Clemson team right now if you are not fundamentally sound on defense and you do not have some dogs up front, it's going to be a very long day for you. Yes. They can basically decide how many points they want to score and just pencil that in and then go and do it. Yeah. Do you agree? Agreed 100%. I mean, we saw missed opportunities, mm-hmm. and they talked about that after the game, that there were some things they needed to clean up, and it they missed some passes, obviously. You yep. know, Trevor making a mistake on you know the interception, mm-hmm. but even a couple of drop balls, uh, you know, another first, missed pass. First pass of the game was a drop ball. Yes. It would have been a touchdown. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. those, those type of things, and Travis Etienne with the fumble. Uh, so you can see that there were some other opportunities where it could have been 73-7 to 7 at halftime. Yes, and it could have been worse. It, could, it definitely could have been worse. And I know there's a, a, a lot of talk about what would the score have been if Trevor Lawrence would have played you know, all 60 minutes and right. people trying to project it out. But I look at it and because people are saying, well, he only played 30 minutes and then one series mm-hmm. of the <laughs> second half. Like, well, he didn't even play 30 minutes because technically Clemson's time of possession in the first half was just over 18 minutes. Yeah, he played go. 18 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> not even 30 minutes. Can you imagine if he would have played a full 30 minutes? It could have been even worse. But it just shows you, again, just from the standpoint that this team, they play to their standard yep. and they're focused each week to their standard and that's it and then Brent Venables comes up with some defensive scheme now it helps when you have the players that he has Mm -hmm. that obviously uh, has helped magnify just his brilliance it's just it's just amazing you know what they accomplish each week and Mm -hmm. beating somebody 73 to 7 in college football and I don't care if Georgia Tech is you know on the the bottom side of the ACC right now uh anytime you beat somebody like that I mean that that's pretty significant Mm -hmm. you know it it really is really is and then you've got uh what almost a 38 point spread I guess with Syracuse uh coming in it started like at 45 yeah it's 46 depending on the book I've seen it as high as 46 and a half right now which is unbelievable I mean we'll talk about that game a little bit more as we go on through the hour but uh it's uh interesting interesting times um what do you do? I mean, I don't want to say what do you do, but you know, I was worried last week a little bit with Georgia Tech because it was that fifth game of the season for Clemson, right? I feel like I'm almost I, it's, I'm not making it up, but I'm trying to find what's the path of concern that there should be for this week, and the path of concern with Syracuse is is they have beaten Clemson and taken Clemson down to the wire. 
uh, two times, I guess, in the last three seasons. So it seems to be one of those teams. And everybody's got one, right? They do. Take your football team, your basketball team, for whatever reason. Here is this team you play, and they always play you well, even if you're you're massively favored in the game. And, and Clemson kind of blew them out of Syracuse last year. I know I'm grasping at something, but are you concerned at all about the history here and that they got beat by Liberty last week? I mean, they're desperate, right? They've got to do something to at least make it a game this week, or is that team going to fold the tents entirely? Anytime you're playing a game, you need to be worried because you can get beat on any day. And yeah. just go back to the year that Syracuse did beat Clemson at Syracuse that Friday night. It's a weird Friday night game, <laughs> you know, all of that. But Syracuse, they were 4-8 and eight that season, and one of those wins was against Clemson. And yeah. you remember... They beat Clemson. They didn't win a game the rest of the season. No. And so it, you can't take any team for granted just because they're having a bad season or they get get beat by Liberty by double digits. Yep. You have to go into it ready, prepared, and I think that's what separates Clemson from a lot of teams right now because you, I think you've seen in the past Clemson can somewhat play down <laughs> to their level of competition. Yeah. You don't necessarily see that as much now because mm -hmm. I think – all of the guys, the players, coaching staff, everything are buying into this culture that Dabo has built. And it goes back to what we were just talking about again. Yep. They're not playing to whoever the competition is. They're playing to their standard and what they're setting each and every week. And it's just each each week, it's a, it's a new start. And Dabo yep. talked about that uh, at his press conference that Every week, every game, every day, it's all about winning that day and a, and a new start. It'll be interesting. And, uh, again, Clemson, I'm guessing, I haven't seen yet, but this has to be just about one of the largest spreads ever against an ACC school uh, for Agreed. Clemson. I think it's the largest one that they've ever had. If not, I, I don't recall one bigger than this from the last couple of seasons, and there wouldn't have been one bigger than this before the last couple of seasons. So it'll be interesting to watch. I did see this, um, and I pulled this from Kelly Gramlich's Twitter. Uh, they had Amari Rogers on earlier in the week. Uh, this is a quote from Amari. We got embarrassed in 2017. Coach Sweeney has been reminding us of that. That. It's in the back of our minds during this week. That's Amari on being one of the only guys left on the team that was a part of that 2017 loss at Syracuse. So, you know, Dabo always finds whatever he can. Here's the thing we've never done before that we want to accomplish this week. Let's go and accomplish that. But also, hey, remember what that feels like? I mean, he's just going to put that needle in just a little bit, guys. Remember what that feels like? And Amari certainly does. Well, if you remember... When we had the Clemson's Greatest Games, we talked about the Syracuse 2018 yes. game. Mm -hmm. At home, Trevor gets knocked out, and we had Kendall Joseph reliving some of that and talking about that game in particular and how he mentioned that when it turned to Syracuse week, they were just bombarded with memories of that loss yeah. and just making sure that they remembered what that felt like uh, because were they prepared for that game? Were they having the same type of uh, you know, mental, um, I guess, preparedness as well? But yeah. just you know, were they ready for that game? And Kendall talked about that extensively that every single day, 
they would walk in, they would see video clips, mm -hmm. they would hear sounds, you know, and they yep. would see newspaper clippings, you know, all of that. So I can imagine that Dabo continuously talks about that because that's the last time Clemson's been beaten in an ACC regular season game. Yeah, it's that's crazy. unbelievable. That's what I do here at the Mark Childers Show also. I run, you know, any production mistakes, any time that I'm not happy <laughs> exactly. with your performance. When you come into the studio, it's always running on all the TVs, and that's how I motivate. Well, you have way too many the because troops. with me, I'm yeah, <laughs> I have trouble with the English language. <laughs> language sometimes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that would be interesting. Maybe I'll put a little uh, best hits or worst hits. <laughs> hey, if you do want to jump in with us, 654-7627. Uh, Phone lines are open. Again, uh, Tigers rolling right now. What else can you say about them? I did see something interesting today. Uh, Roddy White um, came out with this today, and I wanted to get your take on it. He says Trevor Lawrence should stay in school if the Jets have the number one pick, because the Jets franchise is so bad that Trevor should just say, I'm not going to go to the NFL. I'm going to stay another year at Clemson. Obviously, as a Clemson fan, you want this. What do you, uh, what do you think about this, uh, this take, this yeah, hot well, take? It, well, it is a hot take, but it, it is funny. Uh, yes. But I think there is some validity to the situation that do you want to go to a program like that? Could he do an Eli Manning type of situation where Eli Manning did not want to go to the Chargers? Right. They had the number one pick. And now there was some public opinion about Eli Manning at the time mm -hmm. that, you know, tarnished a little bit of the reputation. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially the Manning family. I think they've moved on past that because of Manning's, you know, successful career winning two Super Bowls, etc. So I, I don't know if Trevor wants to go down that route. Uh, but... I see the point, though, but yeah. I don't think Trevor's coming back to college, though. I just, no. I just don't see it. He's going to have, what, around 50 million reasons not to come back to college, and I get it. I just don't think that Trevor's the kind of guy that, and, and again, not necessarily a knock on Eli, although I didn't like what he did. I don't think Trevor's the kind of guy who's going to go play hardball and be like, I'm not playing if you I don't sign think me so to New York. I'm going to sit out, and I'd much rather go and play at X. But it was a huge, I mean, the single best thing in many ways that happened for Deshaun Watson was was the fact that he ended up getting picked by a team that was pretty decent. That's right. You know, he wasn't getting picked up by a team that had won one game or two games the year before. Texans had a lot of the pieces in place already, so you could kind of plug and play Deshaun. Now, Bill O'Brien didn't do a great job of managing all that, and he's missed his window now, and now he's fired and all those things. But that was what I remember thinking on that day is, hey, the fact that he's going to a team where they've already got some pieces in place is great. The Jets have nothing. nothing. They're a terrible, terrible football team, and they've been really bad for a while. And by the way, they just picked, you know, Sam Darnold a couple of years ago. That's right. So everybody's acting like, oh, the Jets are definitely taking Trevor. They might Not be sold on Sam Darnold and they might want to trade that pick. Uh, agreed. So there's a lot of there's a lot of factors in play. Here. Yeah, and also I think there's an aspect you look at when the Cleveland Browns selected Baker Mayfield number one. Mm -hmm. And I think Baker Mayfield is a legitimate NFL quarterback, but he's not the type of quarterback that can change the culture and turn around a program like Cleveland. But now I think Trevor Lawrence might be yes. that type of generational player quarterback because mm -hmm. you have to have it at quarterback to change the culture in the NFL for a team to Absolutely. really put them on the map again. And so I think Trevor could actually be that type of player mm -hmm. where Baker Mayfield just not. Now Baker Mayfield I think can play in the NFL 
just you know make sure that he has his uh, limitations as far as what you're trying to ask him to do. But we know Trevor has all the tools yeah. to do uh, you know so much more. And New York is you know biggest media market for the NFL number one. And is Trevor the kind of guy that if he goes and he shows in the NFL that he's the real deal, will guys want to go and play with him in New York? And again, you're in New York, a great chance to market yourself. The fact that the Jets and Giants are so bad, there really is there's no. In my opinion, there's no excuse for it at all. This is a market where you should have guys literally standing in line to come play for you. You've got to get the right management in, and that's another piece of it. Are the Jets just going to say, you know what, we're going to wash everybody out of here. We're going to get some people that we feel like would be aligned with someone like Trevor Lawrence. We're going to get rid of Sam Darnold. Coach gone, GM gone, everything. We're going to handle it this way. There's a lot of things in play. I don't think it'll happen. And again, Trevor Lawrence will be going to the Washington football team, not the Jets. (laughs) Because Washington's not going to win games, and the Jets Jets aren't going 0 16. That's the other piece of it. You don't They're going to win. So. No, no, no. Yeah, I think well, so. I agree with it's you. It's almost impossible to go 0 16 in the NFL, especially with as many bad teams as there are. I agree. Year. That's what I don't think the Jets, and that's why I'm not convinced that it'll be the Jets yeah. that will have the number one pick. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I think there's six one in five teams right now, and Washington is proudly one of those. I think if the NFL draft was today, Washington would have the number two pick. So there you go. Watch Who knows? Out. We'll see. We'll figure something out. All right, uh, coming up in the next segment, I haven't even told you this yet, Richmond, but this is what we're talking about. We're talking about clock management in the NFL because it drives me crazy. And there were a couple of examples from this past weekend in both college football and the NFL. One is fascinating that happened in the NFL, kind of using the rules to benefit you. The other is a really strange game that I watched in college football that clock management, I think, could have really impacted the game and fixed it. So we'll talk about that next segment. We'll also be taking your calls. This is the Mark Childress Show. T-Mobile for Business knows saving time and money is important for your business. That's why we're introducing Microsoft 365 on us, now included in our best business plans. With Office apps, Microsoft Teams, cloud storage, and more, Microsoft 365 on us gives you the tools you need to run your business. Stop by a T-Mobile store today. Qualifying plan required. Contact us to activate one license per line, max two per account. Third-party terms apply. See T-Mobile.com for plan details. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We all like to express ourselves. That's what inspired you to modify an ordinary car and turn it into a customized ride. Why not do the same with Views Alto? Go to Views.com to customize our best vapor product yet with your choice of seven bold colors, three smooth tastes, and three nicotine levels. It's your vape, your way. Views. Charge beyond. Underage sale prohibited. Website restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We all like to express ourselves. That's what inspired you to modify an ordinary car and turn it into a customized ride. Why not do the same with Views Alto? Go to Views.com to customize our best vapor product yet with your choice of seven bold colors, three smooth tastes, and three nicotine levels. It's your vape, your way. Views. Charge beyond. Underage sale prohibited. Website restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers. We're taking Out of Bounds on the road Friday, and we're inviting our listeners to join us for lunch. 
That's right, Kelly. OOB is going to be at Dyer's Diner in Pendleton October 23rd for the first time ever for a Tigers for Tatas event. You know, Quack, their food is just like Grandma's on Sunday. And there might just be a few familiar faces there, if you know what I mean. Oh, I can't wait to see who that might be, Kelly. Most importantly, it's Tigers for Tatas. Friday, noon to 3 with the fine folks at Dyer's Diner in Pendleton. Take cover, boat, RV, and camper storage. Conveniently located at the south end of Lake Kiowee in Seneca. Over 200,000 square feet of indoor climate-controlled storage. Their facility has a state-of-the-art security system with 48 cameras. No long-term contracts required. Take cover also features exclusive marina services, including dockside delivery and pickup. Outdoor parking available. Visit TakeCoverBoatAndRV.com or call Blake Jones at 864-608-9270 today. Science has noted that the ant can lift over 1,000 times its body weight, but we are ants. So for all of your heavy lifting and heavy moving needs, call the certified professionals at Electric City Crane Service. OSHA certified and safety focused, they provide crane rental and rigging for upstate South Carolina, northeast Georgia, and western North Carolina. Call 833-WE-LIFT for your free project quote, 833-W-E-E-L-I-F-T. Also visit electriccitycrane.com for project photos and more information. Go Tigers! It's time for fall football in the South. Imagine watching the game from your stone paver patio sitting around a cozy fire. Carolina Fresh Farms has everything you need to create the best outdoor space in the neighborhood. Natural stone, pavers, fire pits, outdoor fireplaces, and all the tools and supplies for your project. With seven locations in South Carolina, visit our website at carolinafreshfarms.com to find the location nearest you. Carolina Fresh Farms, your landscaping supply specialist. Go Tigers! Hey, Tiger fans, Lake Cubbage with Lakeside Lodge Clemson. If you're looking for a great place to beat the heat this summer, look no further than Lakeside Lodge Clemson. A one-of-a-kind condo hotel, Lakeside Lodge has all the best resort amenities, like a pool overlooking the lake and a poolside bar open weekends. So whether you are looking for a weekend getaway or you're in the market for none of the stress but all of the comforts of condo ownership, Lakeside Lodge is the perfect place to cool off. To find out more, go to lakesidelodgeclemson.com. Circumstances continue to drive uncertainties for families in our communities. One constant you can consider is the funding available for your student to attend college. Thanks to the South Carolina Workforce Industry Needs Scholarship, Tri-County students majoring in critical workforce areas like healthcare, manufacturing, computers, criminal justice, or early childhood may be eligible for a scholarship that pays $100 per credit hour. Learn more at tctc.edu forward slash scwins. Hi, Clemson fans. This is Seneca Mayor Pro Tem Ronnie O'Kelly, and we want to invite you to visit our great city, Seneca, just 10 minutes up the road. We have so much to offer. That's right, Ronnie. If you enjoy great music and great dining, you need to come in a little bit early next time. Every Thursday night, we do it in downtown Seneca at Jazz on the Alley. It happens right here at Ramcat Alley. Check out the website. It starts at 630. Live music, great dining in downtown Seneca. Come on. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back. 
back in to the Mark Childress Show, segment number two here. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. If you're listening in your car, if you're on the Roar app, that's where I usually listen to the Roar, is on the app on my phone. If you're in an internet browser, come on over to Facebook. We've got a nice crowd over here at the Mark Childress Show's Facebook page. Also at the Roar's Facebook page. Come hang out with us. Uh, great way to get our attention if you've got any questions or comments in here. Northland Communication phone lines are open, 864 654 to seven. All right, we're talking football this whole first hour, as we always do, Richmond, when you're here. Clock management in college football drives me crazy. And I do not think that there are very many coaches that are good at it. And the coaches that are good at it, I think you can steal maybe even a couple of wins a season in the NFL. And I think that college football coaches could start to steal wins with better clock management. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Okay, okay? tell me. So there's one, and I'm not being critical. But there is one time in the Clemson football era in the last 10, 12 years where if we would have done a radical clock management technique, I feel like we would have won an ACC championship. Okay? That's the 2009 ACC championship mm -hmm. game against Georgia Tech. So game. the game was back and forth, right? It was C.J. Spiller versus all of Georgia Tech's team, and they went back and forth the whole yeah. game. Clemson scores with, I'm going to guess, about four and a half minutes left in the game to take the lead. And at this point, you knew. You knew whoever had the ball last, yes. last is going to win the game. So I'm like, kick the onside kick. Shorten the field for Georgia Tech. If you get the onside kick, you're going to go down score, you're going to win the game. If you don't, Georgia Tech's not going to be able to do their clock-consuming, clock. grinding drive where they score with 18 seconds left, which is what we gave them the ability to do, right? So I think that's a little bit 201, but coaches should be thinking that way. They did not in that instance. That's okay. We've won plenty of ACC championships since then. I'm way over it. I watched the Florida State-North Carolina game on Saturday night, and Florida State had, what, a 31-7 to lead at halftime. Yes. So... This is what I wanted to ask you about, and then we're going to go to the NFL. I started watching, and I literally said, Faxon and I were watching the game together. I'm like, I would not snap the football if I'm Florida State with more than five on the play clock for the remainder of the game. Mm -hmm. Because right now, your biggest friend is that clock. Yes. And if you could go on a long eight-minute drive, the game's over. I mean, at that point, there's not enough time for, for North Carolina to come back. They did some hurry-up. They would snap the ball with 27 on the play clock, and I was keeping track for a little while, and I'm like, you're just, okay, that's two extra minutes you've given you know, North Carolina. Now you've given them four. So why don't teams do this more often? And is you don't want to change the way that you're playing, but at the same time, I think the fact that you can just take the clock and disappear, it almost guarantees you the win. So I'm torn, but I'm wondering what you think about it. Well, I, I think there's an aspect of what you just said it that by doing that, it does change the way teams are playing. Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden they're using the entire clock. Yes. Because uh, it is changing their flow, how, you know, how their progressions are going, uh, mm -hmm. how they're you know, getting their plays called in and, yep. and communicating with the sideline. It does change you know, all of that. So I think there's an aspect of coaches are creatures of habit and they want routine and they want to have, follow the same type of script regardless of the situation now obviously you have to change a little bit or yes. you're not going to win games i mean you've correct based on this situation mm -hmm. but I, I think in those type of things you also have to look at it are all of a sudden now are you playing not to lose instead of playing to win right 
And we've seen teams. But these are the cliches beat. that we hear. Right? I know. We hear, don't change the way that you're playing. Don't play not to lose. I don't see coaches ever doing this where you can disappear a game that way. If you're a big underdog, why would you ever in a football game against Clemson? If you're Syracuse this weekend, and I know that might not be the best example in the world because Syracuse is a hurry-up offense, why would you ever snap the football with more than five on the play clock? Oh, I, I you want to make that game as short as possible but all the time, but I don't you, see anybody do it. You can even go back to not only are they snapping the ball with still a lot of time left on the play clock, but then they're also throwing yes. the ball. <laughs> why are you running more? Right. And, what did we see in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl with LSU and Clemson? That's that last example. drive by LSU, I'm like, thank you, Les Miles. Yeah, that, why are you, you, why are you the throwing football? the ball? You could have knelt on the ball three times and won the football game. <laughs> exactly. I was like, why are they not running it every single time? So I, I completely understand your frustration. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think there's also an aspect of coaches, could they get caught up in the what-ifs well, what if that doesn't work? Then yeah. I'm gonna the backlash I'm gonna have to deal with. So let's just do it the traditional way. This is you know how how things have been done for a while. And if you lose that way, nobody can really point a finger uh, in terms of you know questioning why did you do it this way? Yes. You know they it's like well you you lost the game because we didn't execute on these certain plays or whatever throughout the game, but if all of a sudden you're doing something radically different, then does it expose them to scrutiny even more so? All right. And I I could be reaching No, here. no, no, I get I I think that's a big part of it. And so Paul Johnson, love him or hate him, hated him. Um, and a lot of the reason why is because he kind of did this. I mean, he would literally just take a portion of a quarter every game and just disappear that portion of the yes, quarter. Yes, he would. And hey, how many times did he do that to Clemson? Yeah, he did it again and again. Hey, there's eight minutes left in the second quarter. I'm not going to give you the ball back. I'm just going to call four yards and a cloud of dust plays, and I'm going to gradually, methodically work the way down the field, and I'm going to score. And, and it worked for him. And it would frustrate me to all end yeah. is that, he would get to fourth and two, and you're like, ah, oh, we stopped them. And they would be at their own 40-yard line, and they'd go for it and get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there goes two more minutes. That's right. And uh, the only other time I really saw it that jumped out is Steve Spurrier came into Death Valley and did it. Um, and it was the year that uh, they had that freshman, why am I blanking on him, freshman quarterback. I think it was the second to last time that he beat us before he left. And he called five-yard plays the whole game. He was milking the clock from the time that it started. And... Just, I mean, he had to roll Yahtzee to win the game, and he did it. And it was brilliant coaching. And you just don't see it as much. You see it from Navy a little bit and some of these triple option teams. With all the analytics going on today and the disparity in college football and all of these kind of things, I'm just stunned that this isn't a bigger part of I never hear questions about it. I never hear the media asking coaches why they might have done something or not done something. And like you said, Maybe it's thinking too creatively. Maybe it's playing not to lose. Maybe you don't want to be questioned. But Florida State almost could have knelt on the ball for a good portion of the third and fourth quarter and guaranteed that they won that game. But the way they did it almost gave it almost, away. Uh, they did. And it almost I, gave it away. And I think your point is very valid, especially the play clock aspect. Mm -hmm. I've always wondered that as well. Why would you not keep running that down. And yep. You do see it in the NFL. Teams will start to do that uh, using the entire play clock before yes. you snap the ball. Mm -hmm.
they will do that more. And then there was a great story or a bad story, depending on who you're pulling for. But and it's a little bit nuanced here. But if you watch the Texans versus the Titans on uh, Sunday, it was going back and forth. Right. And it was Derrick Henry versus Deshaun Watson. And you knew whoever had the ball last was going to probably find a way to win the game. Texans are making their way down the field. They're at about the 25-yard line. I think there's uh, three minutes left or so, and they throw a pass on first down to get nine yards, so it's second and one. Basically, Mike Vrabel intentionally got a penalty for 12 men on the field to give the Texans a first down. Why is this important? Because the Texans would have run for the first down, and the clock would have continued to go. Mm -hmm. Vrabel, by getting an intentional penalty, he acted like he was all upset. That was his whole acting job that went on with it. It stopped the clock. That saved probably 30 seconds for the Titans. They scored with four seconds on the left to tie the game. Then they won the overtime mm -hmm. point toss and ended up winning the game. It's absolutely brilliant. That's the kind of thing that I'm surprised we don't see more of. This should be happening every week in college and in pro games with people working the angles and trying to figure it out because the clock is an important part of the game that I don't feel like anybody pays attention to. Well, I think there's an aspect of it right there, what you're talking about, that people don't pay enough attention to it because that's a whole nother thing of having to learn the, mm -hmm. the proper scenarios for clock management. So you can tell he's been trained a certain way and guess who he got trained by? Yeah, Bill Belichick. Of course. Yeah, and one of the, the great ones. And you've seen Bill Belichick do things un un uh, I can't even tell. I'm having trouble with the English language here. Yeah. Unorthodox, right? And that's what makes Bill Belichick such a great coach because he's always looking for something different. I mean, he was one of the first ones to let somebody score Yeah. because of clock management. Mm -hmm. Hey, They've been scoring all day long. Let's go ahead and give them the touchdown so we'll get yes. the ball back and we'll have a chance to actually win it because, uh, again, it's coming down to whoever has the ball last. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the same type of situation with Vrabel. And you saw he actually, when he pulled his mask down, he you see the lip reading and it said, he says it saves time. Yes. So he was talking to one of the players because – the player that he sent out there was like, why are and you was sending like me out here? It was like a guy who hadn't played all year. <laughs> exactly. And then the, the team's looking at Vrabel like, why is he out here? That's right. So it was, it was really interesting. The other thing that Vrabel's done and Belichick's done is you can take two offensive penalties in a row up until four minutes left in a game, and the clock will continue to run. Mm -hmm. So you could go 39 seconds on a play clock and then have a false start. And then the clock starts again. Mm -hmm. And Vrabel's done it to Belichick. That's right. Belichick's done it to Vrabel. It's just a way to look at it. And again, this shouldn't be... Just think about the billions of dollars in the NFL and the hundreds of millions in college football. Why you have all these offensive, you know, gurus, interns that come in and hang out and all these guys that are on staff and unpaid and all of that. Why don't you have a clock management guru? Why isn't that that literally is there and he's the one who's always working the angles and presenting that? And maybe some of this is going on behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, that's what and I, I wonder. Miss it. Yeah. But if it was, then we would see this happening more. We would be talking about this more. Well, this is a really important issue that nobody pays attention to. Well, the NFL is supposedly the copycat league. Yes. So I would imagine if this continues, then you will see some of those type of situations. Guys really spending time you know, on the clock management side mm -hmm. unless the NFL comes in and starts 
changing rules yes. around penalties and you know time management as well. Because I don't know if the NFL likes these situations where you're manipulating the rules, so but, to speak. But yeah, you. Well, I, I see what you're saying. But if it's within the rule, I mean, it's not cheating. Right? It's I mean, not it's cheating there. So if you find a creative workaround to the rules, but it's the same. Why way, not do it? Yeah, but it's the same way that they also added, uh, like in college football and in the NFL, the 10-second runoff. Yeah, you know because. Teams would get penalties just to stop the clock, mm-hmm. and so then it's like, oh, we we catch what you're doing now. So yes. in addition, we're going to take 10 seconds mm-hmm. off the the clock as well. So you're yeah. penalized both ways. I see it in college bat. I feel like I see it more in college basketball. And I'll tell you who's might be the best at it. It's Coach K. So if Coach K is in a game, and it is the second half. Start paying attention to this. He will start at like the t- around the 12 minute mark to the four minute mark. He's up 20. In a conference game, he'll just disappear the clock. I mean, it almost goes real time, right? Mm-hmm. He'll, it'll, it, his guys are active. They're running all around. We're cutting. We're doing all of this, but they know they're not shooting until like two's left on the shot clock. Mm-hmm. And if they get a rebound, they pass it back out and they reset. Mm-hmm. So the team sells the fact that he's not stalling that clock, but he is. And if you see Duke with that big lead at that moment, you can just watch, and the clock just goes. And if you're playing him, you're done. There's nothing you can do about it to stop it. I just, I would expect to see more of it. And if you're an FCS team and you're going to play Florida State next year, you run the ball on first down, why wouldn't you snap the ball with one second left on the play clock on the second down? Agree. I mean, practice it all week. I agree. There's absolutely no reason not 100%. to do it. 100%. It's crazy that uh, we're not seeing more of it. All right, uh, coming up, uh, next segment, we've got to get into the NFL. Washington is my favorite team. Dallas is Richmond's favorite team. Yes. And they're both terrible. How bad is the NFC East? Is it the worst? <laughs> I've got some statistics here. Is it the worst division that's ever played in the NFL. It may very well be. May very well be. Let's talk about that more and that and more coming up. This is the Mark Childress Show. Hey, Tiger fans. Fall is in the air and sitting by the fire pit at Lakeside Lodge, Clemson, overlooking the lake is the place to be. Whether you're watching football with other Clemson fans, relaxing by the lake, or enjoying delicious food and drinks at Traditions on the Lake Restaurant, there's no better fall retreat than Lakeside Lodge. We have everything from three-bedroom suites to studios that you can rent for a weekend or own to use as often as you like. Come see for yourself and take a tour. Go to LakesideLodgeClemson.com to find out more. Hey, football fans, do you own a home? Do you own a business? If so, are you interested in protecting your family, your business, or your customers from harmful virus, germs, or bacteria? Hey, I'm Brandon, the owner of BioPure, and we're a germ control company located right here in South Carolina. My team and I look forward to the opportunity to serve you. We're safe, we're effective, and we're affordable. Call 864-BIOPURE today. Mention Football 2020 for a discount on your first treatment. 864-BIOPURE. You've worked your whole life and now you're ready to retire. But where do you start? There are several things to consider before you retire, and it's easy to make mistakes if you don't know your options. At Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson, we do more than investments. We build you a holistic plan to address all the elements of your retirement. Call us today at 654-5043 or online at kiwifg.com. Let us help you. Securities and advisory services offered through the Strategic Financial Alliance Incorporated, otherwise unaffiliated with Kiwi Financial. 911, what's your emergency? There's a train that just hit a car. 
Sir, what is your location? Look around for a street sign, sir. It's 8th and Orchard. 8th and Orchard. Okay, very good. 8th and Orchard. Sir, help is on the way. Why would he do that? The train still doesn't stop. You have to get there now. At a railway crossing, even if the engineer sees you and hits the brakes, it can take a mile for the train to stop. And for you, that's too late. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and that means it's time for our annual Tigers for Tatas campaign here at the Roar. Last year, because of your generosity, we raised $125,000. Let's keep it going. All money raised goes to Dabo and Kathleen's All In Foundation to help fight breast cancer locally. You can donate, purchase pink wristbands and T-shirts on our website, WCCPFM.com. Every cent counts. Tigers for Tatas 2020, let's make it our best year yet. With United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plans, there's so much to take advantage of, like $0 copays on hundreds of prescription drugs. Wow. Uh-huh. Pick up at your local pharmacy or take advantage of free delivery. To learn more, visit AdvantageWow.com. Wow. Uh-huh. That's AdvantageWow.com. $0 copay may be restricted to particular tiers, preferred medications, or mail-order prescriptions during the initial coverage phase and may not apply during the cover to cover catastrophic stage. Free delivery with preferred mail-order pharmacies. Wow. Are you having trouble meeting your IRS or state tax obligations? David Green can help during this COVID-19 pandemic. The IRS has instituted relaxed collection measures, delayed due dates, and other programs that we can use to help delinquent taxpayers. If you owe the IRS, don't wait. Act now and get relief before they fully resume collection activities again. Call David at 864-271-7940 for your free planning session and let them help you be proactive. Whether you're looking for a quick lunch, celebrating a special occasion, or just want a great dinner with friends, Carson's is your place. Open every day and taking all of the COVID-19 precautions to help you enjoy your time with friends and family while staying safe. Don't miss happy hour every day with discounted appetizers, beer, wine, and cocktails. Try the ribeye sandwich, hand-cut steaks from their in-house butcher, or double fried chicken wings today. Carson's Steak Warehouse in Anderson, 150 West Beltline Boulevard in Anderson beside Tucker's. I'm Kathy Witham at the Surgery Center at Pelham. Did you know that Medicare now approves same-day total knee replacement surgery? At the Surgery Center at Pelham, that's the same state-of-the-art technology, the same implant. Stop the pain today. Call the Surgery Center at Pelham with any questions about our increased safety measures for your Medicare-approved total knee replacement. High-quality treatment and an affordable price are all a click away. SurgeryCenterAtPelham.com Take Cover Storage knows your time is valuable. Their exclusive virtual marina concierge service allows you to spend more time having fun and less time doing maintenance and cleaning your toys. Boat services include dockside delivery, pickup, inflating towables, on-site fuel-ups, full detailing, battery checks, and more. Camper and RV services also available. Spend more time with your family and less time doing maintenance. Limited amount of RV specials for Clemson football season available. Call today to reserve your package at 864-608-9270. Hey y'all, former Clemson football player Hunter Renfro here. When I'm not on the field, I choose Onward Reserve to outfit my lifestyle. Whether it's dinner with my wife, a round of golf with my friends, a day on the water fishing, or game day in Clemson, I count on Onward Reserve to look my best. Swing by their new store in Clemson for game day apparel, accessories, and more at 383 College Avenue, downtown Clemson, and online at onwardreserve.com. Hey, 
Hey Tigers, this is Taj Boyd with Lakeside Lodge Clemson. Nobody loves fall more than a Clemson Tiger, and there is no better place to be this fall than Lakeside Lodge Clemson. This one-of-a-kind condo hotel was built for Clemson alums by Clemson alums with killer views of Death Valley and Lake Hartwell from the patio. Plus, you can buy a condo and use it when you want, and we will rent it out when you don't. Come see it for yourself. Go to LakesideLodgeClemson.com to schedule a tour with me. Go Tigers. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. to the Mark Childress Show. Mark Childress here with Richmond. Thank you, Ramona. I added some Van Halen for me. We've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. I That's knew appropriate. That. Thank you, Ramona. It is uh, very appropriate. Hey, if you're listening in your car on the app and an internet browser, we're over on Facebook, too. We're at the Prox Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. Go to the Roar's Facebook page. Go to the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. Only show in the upstate of South Carolina that is simulcast on Facebook Live as well. Phone lines are open, 864-654-7627. If you want to get in, we're going to talk football for one more segment. I've got Terrence Oglesby coming in after the top of the hour. We'll be talking some uh, some basketball. All right, uh, Richmond's a big Cowboy fan. I'm a big Washington football team fan. Most points ever allowed in the first game of a se- in first six games of a season, Richmond in NFL history. Baltimore Colts from 1950, 235 points. 61 Raiders, 228, 54 Washington, 223, 48 Giants, 218, 2020 Dallas Cowboys, 218. <laughs> You've given up the, the only one in the modern era. Yeah, the, the only one since 1961. <laughs> exactly. To give up more than 215 points in the first six games of a season. Everybody talks, I mean, you're America's team. I know your quarterback's out. Zeke fumbled, all that. None of that matters. Your defense is terrible. terrible. It's one of the worst defenses that have maybe ever taken a field. In the NFL, statistically yeah. so far. And Jerry Jones knew that the defense was an issue yeah. going into the NFL draft. And what did he do? C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, number one. Because right? Right. it's all about Jerry Jones and what, how he wants to win. And that's the problem. And you, know, you go all the way back to Jimmy Johnson, and this is well documented, so I'm not saying anything that's not new. And I mean, we're seeing it just play out over and over again mm-hmm. that... If it's not Jerry Jones's idea, if it's not him at the forefront of why the team is winning, then he wants that person gone. And that was the situation with Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yep. You know, too much credit for Jerry Jones was given to Jimmy Johnson as far as being that was a true architect of that Dallas Cowboys yep. team, you know, all of that. And that's why he brings in Barry Switzer and Switzer somehow magically, you know, wins a Super Bowl, but it was all because of everything that Jimmy Johnson had built, yep. and then Bill Parcells, you know, comes in. But again, the breakup just because I think Jerry Jones just wanted Bill Parcells to come in, help him build the big Texas stadium, you know, yeah. AT and T Stadium, and he was the uh, the linchpin basically that got everybody excited. Okay, Bill Parcells is coming in. We'll invest all this money into building the stadium. But now it's all about he just wants yes men, and that's the problem. Mike McCarthy is. Jason Garrett. Yep. And it's sad that we're at a point where you knew your weakest part of your team was your defense, and especially what you were losing on free agency as well. Now, injuries have not helped. That hasn't done you any favors. Yes, exactly. But that's what happens with these teams. When you start, for whatever reason, 
when you're managed poorly, bad things just seem to happen. Yeah, it's funny. That's right. Well, it's not funny, but yeah, that's it, but very that's true. What, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see real good run organizations, somehow they avoid these adversities that seem to pop up with yeah. some of these other teams or organizations, whatever it is. It, it's interesting how that happens. And so it, it's just frustrating as a Cowboys fan. And I, I, as a Cowboys fan, I would have to say this is – I've joked for ever since we've known each other yes. that – all right. Well, we'll be eight and eight again. Yeah. You know, or nine and seven. You would take eight and eight right now and run. <laughs> yes. But you might is, win the division by three games well, at eight and eight. This is the most frustrated I've been with the Cowboys team. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is. You're still in first place. The playoffs started today. You're a player. I know, team. And, and that's embarrassing, though. So to your point, yes, this this I, I can't remember a worse conference in the NFL than the NFC East right now. Mm -hmm. And just think back to. You remember how the NFC East? I mean, that was the king of oh, yeah. the NFL mm -hmm. for years and years and years. I mean, if even the last 10 or 15 years, I mean, you had uh, the Giants win a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah. You had the Eagles win a Super Bowl. All, I think, in the last 12 seasons. I mean, it hasn't been terrible. Yeah, let's see. Uh, total wins by division so far this season. NFC West has 16. AFC North with 15. NFC North 12. AFC Southwest and NFC South 11, AFC East 10, NFC East 5. Total wins. 5. And 5. There's four teams yes. in the East. Two of the five wins are within the division. Are within the division. It's unbelievable. They play all, everybody plays one another this weekend. So it's Washington, Dallas. Yes. What a disaster. And then tomorrow night, it's the Eagles. And again, I believe the Eagles have now lost a position player at either nine or ten of their offensive positions already this season. So they are decimated by injury. They I know are. they're not a great team anyway, probably. There is some reasoning there. So, but I think they'll win the East, though. It, it's, I think it's between you and the Eagles. I mean, the Giants are a terrible team. Washington's a terrible team. But they play each other this week. I mean, so if the Eagles, if you beat the, well, I guess if the Eagles beat you and we beat the Giants, then we would be tied with you for second, a half game behind the Eagles, who would be like, what, two, four, and one or something like that? <laughs> it's a disaster. It, it it's just, it's one of the worst things that I've ever seen uh, to do that. Here's a couple more positive things from the NFL um, Steelers and Titans. It's good. It's the, they're both 5-0. and oh. They're both really good football teams. This would be a great game. It's only the fifth game in NFL history between undefeated teams in week seven or later. Oh, wow. Think about that. It's only, only, what, four other times in NFL history have two undefeated teams played in the NFL week seven or later. The winner of the previous four of those games went on to make the Super Bowl. So, so keep your you eye go. on that. Watch out. Interesting stats. Uh, New Hopkins, of course, that everybody here from Clemson loves, leads the NFL with 601 yards receiving. Boy, you know, Deshaun, I'm sure, wishes mm -hmm. that he uh, he had him back. And then Tua Tungavailoa has been named Miami starter. That's a whole weird situation. First left-handed quarterback to start an NFL game since who? Who's the last lefty to start an NFL game? Oh. And I will give you a hint. He played for the Cowboys. Played for the Cowboys. Um, yeah, it's the uh, week, offensive coordinator. Week 17, 2015, Kellen Moore. Yes, Kellen Moore. Yes. Kellen Moore, the last lefty to That's start it. a game in the NFL. I did not realize that. I thought that was uh, I thought that was very interesting piece of information there. I pulled some uh, college stuff too. I wanted to tell you about. Um, so. 
Scott Frost, did you hear what Scott Frost said this week? I did not. All right, here's his quote. Scott Frost, of course, the head coach at Nebraska. Nebraska, Nebraska and Ohio State are playing this weekend as the Big Ten gets back into it. Scott Frost, quote, to the media this week, quote, I'm going to root for Ohio State in every single game except this first one. That's when they play one another. What do you think about that statement? So Scott Frost came out and publicly said, I'm rooting for the Buckeyes every week. Every week they don't play us. Yeah, because he wants Ohio State in the college football playoff, right? I don't care what he wants. Why would you root for your rival, ever? <laughs> Why would you, and I understand your reasoning behind it and what you're giving to me. If the roles were reversed and Dabo was like, man, I'm pulling for those Knowles every week, we don't play them, I would be white with anger. I would be white <laughs> hot with anger. I think that's a terrible message to send. Well, it is. You can't say that publicly. No. You can, you can internalize that if you want to, but that's not something that you would say. Was there any type of follow-up? Questions, no, I, I, why? This was, I, I even saw a bunch of Nebraska fans were like, right on, Scott. You know, I guess we're taking one for the conference or, or whatever. What if Ohio State loses a game and then they're playing Penn State, an undefeated Penn State team later in the season? You pulling for the Buckeyes? You pulling for the Buckeyes then? No, you're pulling no, for Penn State, State then. Yeah, of course. If you're doing that. And listen, I get let's lift up the conference. I'm super sensitive about this because all the SEC madness over the years has driven me crazy, yes. right? Where Georgia fans, I lived in Atlanta forever. Georgia fans, we're going to the national championship game. After week eight, we're not going to the national championship game. <laughs> Go Bama. No, it, Go Bama. And I'm like, wait a second. You hate Alabama. How no. can you do that? Well, it, 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 it's funny how it turns from, you know, go Georgia, go Georgia, then they lose, and all of a sudden it's go SEC. Yeah. You know, or, and that's, I don't like that. Then all of a sudden they love the conference. Yes. Which that drives me crazy. Yeah. I mean, when we were coming up and we were starting to take on Florida State and going back and forth and trying to take them down and FSU got the better of us a few seasons, I still pulled against FSU every single time yeah, in the I, postseason. I'm like, I, they're our rival. You don't want them to win. I don't care if it helps the conference. I want my rival to suffer in pain. Yeah. And that's I do. What, I, I've never understood it because... It seems to only happen in college that you would have an allegiance yeah. for a conference. Because I'm not saying that, you know, go NFC East. Let's go. Let's be a better conference. Yeah, I hope the Eagles do good in the playoffs. <laughs> That's my, right. No. The Cowboys didn't make it. <laughs> exactly. No, why don't the Eagles lose? I never say that. No. You know, I'm loyal to the team. That's yes. it. Because uh, who cares about necessarily the entity of each conference yep you know i'm not that's not my bragging rights no may, maybe i'm in the minority though no i mean you and i are in agreement on this but i feel like we are in the uh the minority yes. right now one last thing and it's a weird thing to bring up here with just a couple minutes left in the segment but um game seven of the nlcs got a higher rating than any of the nba finals games and the Georgia-Alabama game on Saturday got a higher rating than that Game 7 of the NLCS. What do you make of all of them? I, I, you and I have talked about this yeah, we, quite, we quite a bit. We text back and forth all week. It's, it's Redskins-Cowboys or Washington <laughs> football team Cowboys. That's That's right. I did it again. Um, and then we talk about ratings a lot because you and yeah. I have a very different uh, stance. So very unfair to bring this up with like 90 seconds left in That's the segment. Right. Okay. At the end of the day, the umbrella that I think encompasses all of this is that this is uncharted territories yes. for all of these teams, all of these leagues. So I, I'm not putting any type of credence on ratings for this year because everything's out of whack. I think that's fair. You know, and that, that's, I mean, there's obviously a lot more we could talk about, but I think just for the overarching theme is that 
It's 2020. Mm-hmm. We're in this pandemic. It's an election year. We've got so many crazy things happening. Teams playing, I mean, leagues playing out of their normal seasons. Especially a, for the NBA. Yeah, just a lot of just weird stuff. And I, I don't think you can compare because it's not apples to apples. Yeah. I... Uh you know, the one thing I guess that sticks out to me about it is, is college football is extremely popular. Every year, it puts up better ratings for the most part than the NBA. It puts up better ratings for the most part than Major League Baseball. And it is criminally uncovered by the national media. I mean, if you turn on ESPN, you'll get a little bit of college football, and you'll get a ton of NBA and a ton of Major League Baseball. And I know it's professional sports versus college, but I'm just surprised that the major networks don't spend more time covering college football because the ratings are there year in year out and i know it's southern and it doesn't appeal maybe as much up in new york or out in los angeles but the ratings speak for themselves and that's where the money's at mr richmond weaver thanks for hanging out man yes sir yes sir okay we'll be back next week that's good to hear all right folks we're going to take a break we will be back with our number two and it will be mr terrence oglesby clemson basketball legend will be jumping in here with us we're going to be chopping it up with him and facts and talking about clemson basketball ac and all things college hoops. This is the Mark Childress Show. Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT, 1560 Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg, the Upstate's number one choice for sports. We are the Roar. Hey Tigers, this is Taj Boyd with Lakeside Lodge Clemson. Nobody loves fall more than a Clemson Tiger, and there is no better place to be this fall than Lakeside Lodge Clemson. This one-of-a-kind condo hotel was built for Clemson alums, by Clemson alums, with killer views of Death Valley and Lake Hartwell from the patio. Plus, you can buy a condo and use it when you want, and we will rent it out when you don't. Come see it for yourself. Go to LakesideLodgeClemson.com to schedule a tour with me. Go Tigers! When your kids start telling you to call 864-BioPure after the stomach bug has hit your house, you know you've found a family-friendly company that even your children trust. As a mom, I found peace of mind choosing to use BioPure monthly home disinfection services for all of my family's germ and allergy control needs. Their team is professional, the process is safe, and best of all, it's affordable. They have gone above and beyond to provide us with a great service. Call 864-BioPure for your home disinfection needs today. Relax. Ride with Founders. When you refinance your new or used vehicle from another financial institution, Founders will beat your existing rate by 1% to a minimum of 1.99 for auto and 4.99% for RVs. Or purchase a new or used vehicle and Founders will deposit $100 into your loyalty select account. Lower your rate or cash in the bank. Get started on your refi or buy today at foundersfcu.com forward slash refi or buy. Membership qualification required. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only the home with a lifetime warranty, but the winner of the 2017 and 2018 Nissan Award of Excellence. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing with the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate. Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville, and always online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. Do you have 
investments? Or do you have an investing and financial plan for your future? Allow Kiwi Financial Group to give you an unbiased opinion of your current financial picture. With the goals of growth, income, and trying to minimize your taxes, we offer broad planning options to reach any goal that you may have. Call Kiwi Financial Group today at 654-5043 or online at kiwifg.com and let us help you. Securities and advisory services offered through the Strategic Financial Alliance, Inc., otherwise unaffiliated with Kiwi Financial. In 2007, Marine First.